one, and we are live. I'd like to invite your attention to Genesis chapter number five. Is where we're going to start this morning. Genesis chapter number five. I'd like to express as well that we stay very close to what is being heard and. Sometimes uh, 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 sound may go out, sometimes video may go out, so it's important that we, we stay focused and hear what God is saying and, and stay open-minded, open-minded. But some of the things that you, you may hear today, you may find contrary, we never really thought about it, but when you really think about it, then uh, there are some questions that may come up in your mind. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you now. We ask uh, Holy Spirit that you, who is the teacher, that you will come and you will teach us today. And Father God, we pray, Lord God, that your, your, your spirit will come and let not one word uh, fall to the ground. We pray, Father God, that the hearers, Lord God, whether it's abroad or uh, other states or around the world, that, Lord God, that they, they will hear your word and they will desire and dig deep into your word. And, Lord God, we just pray in Jesus' name that, that our lives will be transformed um, uh, from your word. And, Father God, we ask now, Lord God, that you hide me. Hide me behind the cross, Lord God, and let none of me be shown. But, Father God, give me the, the, um, the spirit of confidence to, to share forth your word, Father God, to speak what heaven has revealed, God. And, Lord, we thank you for it right now. And, Lord God, we just pray, God, for a thirst and a hunger for your word as never before for the saints of God. And this we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. In Genesis chapter number 5, we'd like to uh, 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 send out a shout to um, our um, other churches in, in Africa and Liberia and, and Central Africa and Pastor Lawrence and uh, Pastor Elijah. We're thankful and grateful for them. God's willing, uh, uh, hopefully, if it, if it be in God's will, we'll, we'll visit them in, um, possibly in August. Dr. Manley said, I might get to go. So uh, it, it, it just might work out. So we're just going to pray and we're going to see. Amen. But we're waiting on God. We're going to make sure it's God. You know, I'm not going to travel anywhere and, you know, God don't be there. Amen. But so we're just trusting and it, it would be something I've done before, but I'm excited about it. But Genesis chapter number five. Now, the title of our message is The Sons of Adam, The Mysteries of the Bible. The sons of Adam, the mysteries of the Bible. Looking at Genesis chapter number 5, beginning at verse number 1. It says, this is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them, and he blessed them, and he called their name Adam. And in that day, or in the day when they were created, verse number three says, And Adam lived a hundred and thirty years, and he begat a son in his own likeness after his image, and he called his name Seth. Interesting. You know, when I began to, 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 to deal with this particular text, and I looked at Genesis chapter 5, and, and Dr. Manley had uh, 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 expressed some of the things on last Sunday, which was a powerful word on last Sunday that he, the, the Lord allowed him to bring. He talked about here in, in verse number 1 in chapter 5 of the book of Genesis, 
it talks about the generations of Adam. Now, when you're talking about generations, you're talking about the family history. You're talking about those ancestors that are, that are listed in the lineage, okay? But when you look at chapter number 5, and it talks about God and his creation, but when you get to verse number 3, it talks about how Adam had lived 130 years. And then the Bible says he begot a son in his own likeness and after his image, and he called his name Seth. Now, at this point, Adam now is in a fallen state. He has sinned. He's been put out of the garden. He's in a fallen state. But you're talking about a, a time frame of 130 years before Seth is born. I asked the Lord, I said, now, if you're going to start the generations of Adam, where is Cain and where is Abel? It starts off with Seth. He talks about Seth. Now, the word Seth there means foundation. It means foundation. So let's go to uh, Genesis chapter number 4 and see why did the generation begin with Seth, meaning foundations. It didn't deal with Cain. It, did, it left off Cain. It left off Abel. And it began the generation with Seth. Now, Genesis chapter number 4, begin reading at verse number 25. Now, verse 25 says, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God, said she, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. We have to understand that in, in the biblical days that they always mentioned the male. The, the, it's about the male seed. It's about the bloodline. That's why so many people like to have, at least they used to. Now it doesn't matter, okay? But there was a time in, in, in the history of mankind when everybody wanted their firstborn or their children to be boys. Amen? Because they want the bloodline to carry on. It's, it's about that seed. It's about the bloodline. But here it talks about how she calls himself, meaning the beginning of the foundation. The foundation of what? She says that, that God has appointed her another seed, okay? Now, verse 26 says, And to Seth, to him also, there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Now, Enos, which, Enos means frail, or it means mortal. Talking about a mortal man. He's frail because mankind is frail. Man is mortal. But look at what it goes on to say. Then begin men to call upon what? The name of the Lord. They did not begin to call on the name of the Lord until Seth was born. That was the beginning of the foundation. That, that was become the religious uh, sect uh, of, of the foundation of God. That's when they began to call on the name of the Lord. And I'm like, God, what were they doing before then? Who were they calling on? I mean, 130 years later, here it is. Now he, he begets a son, which is basically the foundation. And then is when they begin to call on the name of the Lord. I said, okay, God, I, I, I get that. I, I get that, God. But God helped me to understand what happened that Cain and Abel is left out of the lineage. 
Why are they not in, in, in set in that ancestral uh, line? Because see, when we do our family tree, we include everybody, right? But Cain and Abel is not included. That had to be a reason. That has to be a reason. Now we're going. The Holy Spirit is going to stretch your mind. Amen. The Holy Spirit is going to stretch your mind. And some of us are going to scratch our heads, and some of us are going to say, oh, I don't know. But baby, when you start digging, when you really start digging, you're going to find out a whole lot of stuff. And as the Bible says, everything's not written in the book, not in, not in King James. There's a lot of stuff left out that, that we, don't, uh, we don't read, and, and they had a reason why they left a lot of things out. Now, let's go to Genesis chapter number 4. We're going to deal, we're going to deal with Cain and Abel, okay? Got to read a few verses here in order for us to get to the understanding where God wants us to go. Now, the Bible says in verse number 1, Genesis chapter number 4, it says, And Adam knew Eve, his wife. She conceived, and she bare Cain, and said, I have gotten... A man from the Lord. Verse 2 says, And she again bare his brother Abel. A Abel means, Abel means uh, uh, vapor. It means vanish. Uh, uh, Cain means possessed. In Hebrew, the word Cain means possessed. Okay? Now, verse number 3 says, And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground and offered it unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the fossils of his fruit, of his flock, and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and his offering. Verse number 5 says, But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth or very angry, and his countenance failed. Now, we'll ask some question, why did God not accept the offering of Cain, and he accepted the offering of Abel? A lot of times, we, we, in most theology and a lot of other people say, well, it was because of the fact that, that um they, Cain was disobedient, disobedient and didn't bring what the Lord wanted him to bring. Now, let's see what the scripture says, okay? Now, when we look at Genesis chapter number 3, yeah, Genesis chapter number 3, and I'm going to read, I'm going to read verse 16 to as well as 17, but the base thing is 17. Verse 16 in Genesis chapter number 3. 16 says, Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow, and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall do what? Rule over thee. Now, I hadn't planned to go here, but I guess the Holy Spirit wants me to. You remember in the beginning he told it talks about when God brought the animals to 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 to, to uh, uh, Adam, and, and he was to name him, and then later, you know, he said it wasn't good for man to be alone. Then he, he, he allows uh, 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 sleep to come upon Adam, and he takes, uh, it says, the Bible says, the rib, or it's, it's a chamber, and Eve is formed. Now, we have to understand at that time, the word says she was to be a, a, a helpmeet, all right? A helpmeet is one that's to aid or support. But because of what she did, no longer, even though she's that aid us to support, at that time they were both really on equal ground before they failed. Okay? Now, because of what has happened,
husband, the man's become rule over the woman because of what she did. Now, so you have to understand about the difference between uh, help me and what the punishment God gives. He gives a punishment to her that it was to multiply her sorrow and her conception. There's something very interesting there, but I'm not going to give it now. I'm just going to throw it out and let you chew on it later at the end because I don't want to spoil your meal. Amen. I don't want to spoil your meal. Okay? Now, verse 17 says, And unto Adam he said, Because thou have hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the word ground. So what, what did Cain offer? He offered what? He offered something to the Lord from the ground. Verse number 3, now in Genesis 4. It says, in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the what? The ground and offered to the Lord. He brought to God that which was cursed. He gave back to God what God has cursed, so therefore God would not receive it. That's why we have to be careful in the things that we do in life. Whatever God tells us to do, if we do opposite, because I think it's in the book of Deuteronomy chapter number 28, you, it deals with the, the uh, blessings and the cursings. You see, our field can be cursed. The fruit from our womb can be cursed if we are operating in the act of disobedience. So we've got to be careful. Whatever God tells us to do, we have to follow through on that. If not, we will bring a curse. And whatever we could give to God, then it becomes a curse. And God will not receive it. Amen? So then he says, he says, um, uh, it's uh, the ground, for the ground is cursed. He says, um, and has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. And sorrow shall I eat of it all the days of thy life. So Cain gave back to God that which had been cursed. He brought his fruit from the ground. Now, going back to Genesis chapter number 4. It talks about in verse number 6, But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. God did not have respect for his offering. Now, when it comes down to the New Testament, it also talks about if we've got a situation going on with our brother, the Bible talks about when you bring that offering to God, that you go, you go rectify that situation with your brother first. Then come back and give God that offering. Amen? Because, see, if you don't do it that way, then what happens, God will not receive what you're giving him. So we want to make sure that we do things right. Amen? Hey, it's okay when we come find out where we are. I mean, we all, we, hey, we all been there. Am I the only one that's done it and got a t-shirt for it? I've done it. Amen. Amen. And, and God has not always blessed what I gave him. Amen. Because I had to learn to get things right with other folk. Amen. Amen. It doesn't matter where they get it right with us. Our job is to get it right with them. But once we get it right with them, then it's on them and not us. Amen. So we have to follow what the Scripture says. Amen. Now, let's continue. Let's continue here. And the, the Bible says that um, in verse number 6, The Lord said unto Cain, because see, Cain got upset. Okay? Yeah. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou angry or woke? Why is thy countenance fallen? Verse 7 says, If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, watch what happens when we don't do right. It says, Sin lieth at the door. It didn't say sin was in the door yet. It said sin lieth at the door. It's right there. Then he says, And unto thee shall be his desire, talking about sin, and thou shalt rule over him. Sin can rule over us. Amen? 
Now, continue to read because that, that's something, some things I need to read here to get to a point. Verse number 8 says, And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and he slew him. You see, the devil know how to get us out, outside of safety, right? The devil know how to get us and takes us to a place where it can do what it wants to with us. Amen? Because that's what Cain did. The Bible says, he, and when it came to pass, when he found the opportunity. See, Satan is always looking for an opportunity to kill out God's people. He's waiting on the opportunity. Amen? Then he says, uh, Cain rose up and, and he killed Abel, his brother. Then verse number 9 says, And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. I am, am I my brother's keeper? Like he's talking smart back to God, isn't he? He knew what he had done, just like we do. We know when we mess up, don't we? We know. We know when we act the fool. Amen. We know. You know, and when God talks to us, we like, God, what are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. But we, we know how we do. Amen. Because I done done it. Amen. I know y'all have too. Amen. So then the Bible goes and he says, in verse number 10, he says, And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood cries unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed. Watch this. Now this, the next few verses is very powerful. Verse 11 says, And now art thou cursed from the earth, which has opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a what? A vagabond shall thou be in the earth. Now, he, he, he puts a punishment on him because of what he did. That's why it's dangerous to slay our brother and sister. And I don't mean in the physical sense. I mean with the tongue. It's the same thing. Amen. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Now, God makes him a fugitive. He's on the run. He's a vagabond. Okay? Now, verse 13 says, And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out of the day from the face of earth, and from thy face shall I be hid, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass that every one, that every one, that findeth me shall slay me. I wonder where these other every ones come from. Okay, are we, are we there? Go get it. Now, verse 15 says, And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. At least any find, finding him should kill him. And verse 16 says, And Cain went out, from the presence of the Lord, and he dwelt in the land of Nod. Okay? He dwells in the land of Nod on the east side of Eden. Here's when it gets interesting. He leaves out from the presence of the Lord. He dwells, or he dealt in the, uh, uh, he has his habitation in the land called Nod. The land Nod means a wandering. Okay? Means wandering. Okay? Then it says, look where it's located, on the east side of Eden. Verse 17 says, and Cain knew his wife, where she come from. And she conceived and bare Enos, and he built a city, and he called the name of the city after the name of his son Enos. Now, let's uh, go look at Genesis, no, Genesis chapter number 3. Number 3. 
Now, remember now in verse number 16 it says, And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord, and he dwelt in the land of Nod, okay? On the east of Eden. On the east side of Eden. I need to demonstrate. On the east side of Eden, okay? Now, if he's only, he's been driven out from the presence of the Lord, I don't know which is east and I don't know which is west, but today this is going to be east, okay? He said east is that way. He said east is that way. Well, we're going to make east this way today, okay? So he's driven out from the presence of the Lord now uh, on the east side of Eden, right? He's, he's here, right? Now, look at Genesis chapter number 3. I'm going to begin reading at verse, I'm going to begin reading at verse number 22. Verse 22 says in Genesis 3, it says, And the Lord God said, Behold, a man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his, his hand, and take also the tree of life, and eat and live forever. God did not want him to live forever in the fallen condition, because he had, he had messed up, okay? Now, Genesis, uh, look at verse number 23. It says, Therefore the Lord God sent him Forth from garden, from the garden of Eden, to till the ground from which he was taken. The Lord sends him forth from the garden of Eden. God sends him out. He sends him forth, okay? To till the ground from which he was taken. Now even that is interesting. Because he's sending him out of the garden of Eden, and he sends him to the ground from which he's taken, to till it. Now look at verse number 24. 24 says, So he drove out the man... And he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims. Cherubims are, are angels, angelic beings. Now, and when you're talking about uh, cherubims, you're talking about a lot of angels. It means plural, okay? And then it says, And a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. I looked at that. And when I saw what the Lord had said, that he had driven... Adam, I mean not Adam, he had driven Cain to the east side of, of, of the Garden of Eden. And then when I thought, and I looked at verse number uh, uh, 24 from Genesis chapter number 3, and it talks about the same location. It says, so he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden turbans and flaming swords. So when I looked at that, and I said, okay God, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that what's happening here, Cain has been driven to the same location, the east side of Eden. This is the same place where God has, has called forth the angelic beings with flaming swords to make sure Adam and Eve does not come back into the Garden of Eden. Can you get the picture? I want you to make sure you understand the picture. I asked the Lord then, I said, okay, God, if you put flaming swords there so they could not enter back in, it must have been they had access to go in and out of the garden. Can, 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 you, can you wrap your head around that? Can, can, can you wrap it? Because, see, why would you, why would God put angels there to block, I can let this be Eden, to block Eden with flames, of, with swords all around so they cannot get back in? Why would God do that? That means the, 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 that side, the inside of the Garden of Eden, was open all the time. So they had access to go in and out. That's where you're going to see some stuff happening. I, I'm, I said, wait a minute, God. So if they, they, could have, they had access to go in and out, 
There is Cain is, is driven, and he's, he, he's driven toward Nod. So there was people that, remember that, it was 130 years before he begat Seth. What happened among those other 130 years? Something took place. Now, okay, now, let's, let's, let's go a little bit deeper. They had access to go in and out, right? Can you handle it? They had access to go in and out. Now, it talks about how in, in, in uh, verse uh, yeah, 17 that Cain knew his wife. And she can see where that woman come from. Okay? Amen. Okay? Now, let's go to Ezekiel chapter number 28. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter number 28. Ezekiel chapter number 28. Now, remember now, we talked about that, the, the, sons of, the sons of Adam, the mysteries of the Bible. Okay? Remember, Cain and Abel is left out or the genealogies. They're not, they're not there. Why? There had to be a reason. Now, let's look at Genesis, uh, Ezekiel chapter number 28. Are we there? I'm going to give you time to get there because I want to make sure we all are there and we can understand and see and, and know what, what God is saying to us and what God is revealing because there are so many mysteries in the Word of God that sometimes we just scrape over and do the surface. Amen? But we want to make sure that everything that God has in the book that we can dig. Amen? Amen. Ezekiel chapter number 28, looking at verse, starting reading at verse number 12. Verse number 12. Verse 12 says, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus. And say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the psalm full of wisdom and perfect and beauty. Never take the scripture to the point where you don't go and understand it. the word is spiritual. Because if we were look at this, we would think that he's talking about a man. Mm-mm. We're going to go a little bit further and God will identify who he is speaking about. Now, verse number 13 says, Thou hast been where? So, this couldn't have been a King Tyrus during that time because he was never in Eden. Okay? So, who is he? Satan himself. Okay? He says, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sawdust, the topaz, the diamond, the bowl, the ox, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, it, the gold. It says, the workmanship of, that, of thy cavern and of thy pipes were prepared in thee in the day that thy was created. He had musical ability. This is Satan. That's why Satan loves to deal with, with those that sings or in the praise team or in the choir because, see, that, that's where he used to be. You remember last Sunday, Doctor Manley talked about the uh, 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 the Satan, the, the, that that covering angel, that anointed angel that covers them. He had a specific role. That's why he hates us because he don't have that role no more. Okay. Now watch this. Now you know uh, he knows how to make beautiful melodies. That's how he gets us tricked. Now, he knows how to make beautiful melodies. Now. 14 identifies who Tyrus really is. Verse 14 says, Thou art the what? Anointed sherb that covereth. Okay? So he, he's saying himself. Now, he's in, the, he's in the Garden of Eden with Cain. He's, no, excuse me. He's in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. What did the Bible say? 
What did the Bible say? Thou hath been in Eden. He's been there. Okay, he was there. He was there. He was right there with, with, with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. He's beautiful. Now, listen, you, Satan opens himself as nothing ugly. That's how he entices us. He makes himself beautiful. He knows how to play the right song, the right melody to get us to do what he wants us to do. He knows how to do that. He knows now. He knows. Now, the Bible says this in, in verse number 14 in Ezekiel 28. 14 says, he says, and I have set thee so. In other words, God said, I've, I've made you that, that covering, that, that covering a, an angelic being. I've made you that. You are anointed. You know, then he says, thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Now, when you look at the book of Daniel, you can write this down because I didn't put it up. If you look at the book of Daniel, I think it's Daniel chapter number 4. Uh, I believe it's in, maybe around verse number 17. It talks about watchers. You see, the, the, there are watchers. That's why a lot of people could not understand the movie, what they called Noah. If that was the movie Noah when they saw these other beings. They could not understand these other beings that was present. You know, you had some falling some angelic beings, but we also have what we call watchers. In the book of Daniel, it talks about watchers. You know, and that's why with Nebuchadnezzar, and he began to get high in himself and prideful, then it says the watchers mm -mm, declared it. Do I want to go here? Um, yeah, I won't take you off that. The watchers declared it. So make sure your homework look at Daniel chapter number 4, because you want to read about those watchers, because they declared what was going to happen, okay? Now, it goes on to say, he says, he, uh, he walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. These are watchers. These are also angelic beings. They're watchers now. Verse 15 says, Thou was perfect, talking about Satan, Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till what? Iniquity, sin, was found in thee. Satan was perfect until sin was found in him. Then verse 16 says, By the multitude of thy merchandise, they were filled the they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou have sinned. Then he says, Therefore I will cast thee uh, as profane out of the mountain of God. He lost his position. Okay? He said, And I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the, from the midst of the stones of fire. See, that means he was working with these other angels. But when, when he did what he did, because he tried to upset his authority, he wanted to be more than God, and he got kicked out. That's cut and dry. That's what happened, okay? Now, let's go back. Let's go back to Genesis. Let's go back now. Let's go back. Um, yeah, let's go back to Genesis. Genesis chapter... Let me see. I think we want to go to Genesis chapter number... Let's see. Hmm. Yeah. We will go back to Genesis chapter number 3. Now... Okay, the Bible says there in Ezekiel that Satan was in the Garden of Eden, right? Okay? So the only thing that it talks about in the Garden of Eden is Adam and Eve. Okay? Now, but when it comes to the genealogy, it leaves out Cain and Abel. 
but it starts with sale. Okay? Now, Genesis chapter number 3. Okay. Are we there? All right. Genesis chapter number 3. Verse number 5. Here it is, the beginning of chapter 3. If you read chapter 3, you know that Satan and Eve is in conversation. She's there in conversation, okay? Now, as they're in conversation, now I'm going to start reading at verse number 5 because Satan has a way to get you to look at what he wants you to look at. He, he entices. He, he doesn't make you do what you do. He doesn't make us do what we do. But he just entices us to do it. He makes it look and appear like it's okay. Amen. Even though God has already told us what the do's and the don'ts. Amen. Uh, but Satan has a way to twist the truth. You know how it is sometimes we... This is, one, this is supposedly pure water, right? But if we put something else in it, it becomes contaminated, right? But you... you yeah. I, mean, I don't want to say that. It's, 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 children in here, so okay, you know, it becomes bad water, okay, if you put something else in here, okay? He knows how to twist the truth. Think about sometimes how, how uh, uh, we can take the truth and we uh, add a little lie to it. Anybody done, done that? I see some heads, well, yeah, <laughs> I see it. So then that truth has become contaminated, right? So that's basically what Satan did with Eve. Now, he, 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 he knows how to con. Let, let's read the story. He knows how to con. He knows how to manipulate. It says, Now the serpent was more subtile than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. With verse 1 number 1. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto, ser- unto the serpent, which is the whispering enchanter, We may eat of the fruit. Or the trees of the God. Now, the first danger that we have is this. Never get in conversation with the enemy. Never underestimate him and never listen to what he's saying. Because he's always up to no good. Amen. Don't, don't engage in conversation now. Now, verse number 3 says, But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Now, God says, You're not supposed to eat of it. He didn't say nothing about no touching. Okay? He didn't say nothing about that now. So she, she's added something now. Now, verse number 4 says, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Well, Satan will tell us to do some things, and he never tells us the end results. Oh, go ahead. It's all right. It's going to be all right. Oh, you're going to have a wonderful time. Don't worry about it. I got you. It's good. It's okay. But he never tells us the circumstance or the situation that will befall us after it's over and done. Because think about, okay, I'm going to use me and I'm going to use something. Okay. All right. Now, uh, uh, with my my supposed, I I don't claim it. I'm going to get rid of it. My diabetes, okay? Now, at one point, I'm drinking these Pepsi Colas and all these fruit drinks and just drinking, drinking my thirst. I'm just consuming, okay? Now, it's good, right? Now, it was never told to me. I never took the time to find out that once I kept on consuming and didn't take care of my body, there are some results that comes with that. 
Amen. Now, when, when I go to the doctor the other day, and, and this is where I'm coming out the medication. Amen. Um, I'm working on it by the grace of God. Amen. Trusting God. Amen. Because when I go to the doctor, the, the, the doctor's telling me that, that uh, I, I, everything's going to be fine, but we need to take, um, test your protein in your urine to see if you've got any problems with your kidney. I said, well, I'm here about my blood sugar. What are you talking about, my kidney? Then she informs me that the medication that I'm taking will affect my kidney. So in other words, you know, Satan never tells us when we indulge in these things what the after effect will happen. Amen? So now I've got to worry about not only about my blood sugar, but I've got to be concerned about my, about my kidneys as well because I'm taking some crazy medication. Amen? So, uh, but I wanted to throw that out there because, see, there's some after effects that come to some, no matter what the situation or circumstances are, there are some end results that's not always good. Amen? So, so right here, he, he engages in that conversation, and he tells, he says, you ain't going to die. Don't worry about it. You ain't going to die. Don't pray God no tension. You know, you, you don't worry about that. Now, verse number five says, for God doeth knoweth that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, when you eat of this, when you do this now, when you do what I say, your eyes is going to be open. Okay? That's what he's telling them. Now, there's come this inquisitive mind. Inquisitive mind. Verse number six says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Now, before she never paid any attention, she just obedient. God said, don't touch. I won't touch. I won't even look. Now, now, and it says that when she saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. We always love knowledge. But knowledge without application and wisdom will blow us up every time. Amen. So she saw that. Now how you see that something is able to make one wise, she had to see the beauty, the anointing that God had upon Lucifer. She had to see it. And, and then she began to desire what he had. Now the Bible goes on to say, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Now, I would suggest, I would say, that her eyes became open before she ever got to her husband. I would say that. I would say that. Because if she took it first, and she engaged with, with Satan first, that made her eyes open. Okay? Then she gave. Now, keep your place in Genesis chapter number 3. Because I want us to flip right quick. Because we're coming back to Genesis chapter 3. Now, I want us to flip to... First John chapter number three. First John chapter number three. Keep your hands right there uh, on Genesis chapter three. We want to hold on to that. Okay? Now, her eyes is open, right? Okay. Now, first John chapter number three. Are we there? First John chapter number three. Looking at verse number twelve. Now, God deals with Cain, okay? I want you to, I'm going to read this. I want you to keep in mind because God's going to take us somewhere and show us something, okay? Now, um, verse number 12 in Genesis chapter, 1 John chapter 3. Um, verse 12 says, uh, Not as Cain 
who was of that what? Wicked one. Now Lucifer is in the Garden of Eden. He's the wicked one, right? And he slew his brother. And he says, and wherefore slew he him? Because his own, his own works was evil and his brother's righteous. Okay. Now, keeping in mind, Cain was from the wicked one. Okay? Thinking about the genealogy. It begin, 1 John chapter 3, verse number 12. Write it down. 1 John chapter 3, verse number 12. He says, Cain is of the wicked one. Now we're going back to Genesis chapter number 3. Now, understanding, it says Cain is from the wicked one. Okay? Now, when we go back to Genesis chapter number uh, uh, 3, we understand now Eve, the Bible talks about how it was Eve was the one that was deceived and not Adam. That's what the Bible says. Amen? That's what the book says. Now, what was that, what did she see? What was awakened in Eve? And why did that genealogy start with Seth and it leaves out Cain and Abel? Now, looking at verse number 8, we, we dealt this before, okay? Verse 8 says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. They blended in. Why would God have to go looking for them and they're supposed to be in the garden of Eden? Why did God have to go on a search for them? They had hid themselves amongst the trees. It wasn't a physical, natural tree that we see because the Bible talks about men being trees of righteousness. There were other people. See, sometimes we don't get that. We, just, we like to stay narrow-minded. But there were other people. Remember that. With the Garden of Eden, what happened there when they get put out, God put angels there. He puts a sword there, which is an indication that sword and that, uh, uh, that the protection of the angels was not there before they failed. They had access to go in and out. Now, watch this, okay? Here's, here's, the, here's the part. Because they had access to go in and out, all right? So did Lucifer. The Bible says now in Ezekiel, he was in the Garden of Eden. Y'all read that, right? That's where he was. He was there too. Now, he's in conversation now. He was in conversation with Eve, okay? Now, the Bible says, uh, verse 7, And the eyes of them both, because she gave some to her husband now. She, she didn't want to be, you know how it is when you, when, you, when you get caught up in sin, you don't want to do it by yourself. You want, you want somebody else to be with you. You know what I'm saying? Because ain't no fun doing it by yourself, right? Amen. Let's be real, okay? Now, it goes on to say, um, and, the, and the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were what? Naked. The Bible talks about when they were made, they were naked, and they didn't even know they were naked. How is it that now that she's been introduced to something, and she realizes she's naked, she's, and this has nothing to do with it. At one point, it talks about uh, they lose their glory. But when you talk about the nakedness, they were naked, okay? Now watch what they cover up. You remember Cain and Abel is not listed in the genealogy? And it talks about Cain uh, 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 um, uh, is of the wicked one. So who is Cain's father? 
Is it really Adam? Or is it Lucifer, Satan? He's, he's, he's not listed. Cain and, Cain and Abel is not listed. Now, let's, 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 let's continue. Please don't blow your mind, okay? All right, now. Now, it says this in verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife, they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. They had, they had access. They were able to go in and out, in and out, okay? Now, so did Satan. Now, the verse 9 says, And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Why does God have to come looking for him? Okay? Now, verse 10 says, And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Now, there's a part here. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I left off a big cause in verse number 7 in chapter number 3. We've got to have the big cause in verse number 7 in chapter number 3 in order for you to grasp it, okay? Got to go back there. Verse 7. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they did what? They sewed big leaves together and made themselves what? Aprons. What did they cover up and why? Think about it. The breast was, was open, exposed. But why did they cover up here? Why did they cover up the loins? Why did they cover up their sexual parts? How did he know she was naked? What did Satan get her to do? You see, you got to understand, see, well, you, you really got to understand now. He talks about Cain being of the wicked one. Now, what has happened here is not only did, did, not only did, did, did it come in a situation wherein that, that, that Satan enticed her, but when we talk about that fruit, she began to understand what the, 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 the things in her body. She began to feel some things that she didn't normally feel because she began to know, okay, I'm naked. And Satan had introduced her. That's why sex, oh my God, that's why God has a problem when people have sex outside of marriage. Because he says, in the Word of God, he says, but when it comes down to sex, you're sinning against your own body. So God has a problem. Why? What happens in the garden, Eve has sex with Satan. He's beautiful. He's adorable. He knows how to play the melody. He's in the garden of Eden. And when you come down to the genealogy and in Genesis chapter number 5, Cain and Abel is not even mentioned. It starts with Seth. Seth means the foundation. Why do you think Satan hates us so much? And why do you think he uses most of the time so what, the way Satan gets us is through sex? It is, it's the core. It's the key. It's just like we can't have it. You know what? We're inflamed. Something happened in that garden that when they wrote the book here, you know when the Romans folk wrote that book, what's it like, Constantine and all that? They left some stuff out that did not want you to know. Did not want us to know. There are some other books in the Apocrypha that's there that will begin to open up and will begin to expose some things that we don't see. The Bible tells us that everything is not written in the book. So when you go deep sea diving, you'll begin to ask yourself, God, this is the genealogy. What happened to Cain and Abel? 
I mean, they're supposed to be like, he's 138 years old, 130 years old before he has self. So what happened during those other 130 years? It's time to think. It's time to ask God to show me, question God. God, I want revelation. I want understanding. I want to know more than dying in the, dying in the lion's den. Because there's so much more here. It is so much more here. Satan, Satan himself, because of the fact that, that he lost it, he lost it, and, and mankind gained it. Man gained it. And once mankind gained it, he's real upset with us now. He's very upset with us now. But we've got to understand, it's more to this book than what we've been reading. And, and, the, and the way we get it is, we've got to learn to go deep sea, deep sea fish, deep sea fish diving in the Word. He didn't just get out a bite to know what the man's hollering about, some kind of apple. My God, what is that? It don't even say nothing about no apple. It said fruit. But when you, when you get over there and do the woman, it talks about the fruit from your body. Well, it talks about the fruit from your body. And it talks about disobedience. Get, go to Deuteronomy chapter 28 and begin to study that. What's blessing and what's cursing. And look at what he calls out. He talks about the fruit of your body. What's the fruit of your body? It's some children that you're bringing forth. See, you, it's, we got to, we got to think. We have to uh, uh, allow our minds to, to uh, open up and receive what the Spirit has to say. The sons of Adam is really Cain. They never begin to worship God until after Seth. They were doing everything. And don't even get to Genesis chapter number 6. Who knows? We might deal with that one day. I don't know what God say. Because then that might be the, thank you Holy Spirit, that might be the continuation where we need to go. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. You know, whether we learn anything or not, this is one thing I want your mind to be inquisitive. Enough to get, start digging. Start digging. Start digging. You'll be amazed what you find out. Start digging. Amen. Uh, I guess I need to ask, uh, are we able to make CDs? If I ask uh, little, not little Professor Jaden, but now he's going to be able to make CDs. If so, then we'll ask how many people would like to have a CD. Oh, okay. How many, how many do we need? Uh, those who want a CD, I want one. One, two, one, two, three, four, five, five, five CDs. Tom makes six because he always gets CDs. Amen. Make sure we stay around to get CDs. Uh, making sure we get everything cut off. Amen. 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 And before we before we go into prayer, Sister Monica, you had your hand raised. Oh, I don't know about that. Or concordance or whatever. Yeah. Commentary. Uh-huh. 
Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Because see, when you when you get when you deal with I'm gonna say when you deal with commentaries, you have to be very careful. Okay. Now, when you're sitting down and you're meditating, you got to seek God as, as you study. Because see, you want God to give it directly to you. You know, a lot of times it, it, not saying that those others don't, because there are some other things that's mentioned in some commentaries that would really blow some people's mind. And that is when they talks about. Uh, um, Cain and Abel having tw- uh, sisters, so having twins. So you have to be careful. Make sure what you do. You, I would. Uh, well, number one thing is you need to study this. Okay. Now, as you research, now there there is what you call the apocrypha. Apocrypha. Uh, be careful. Be very careful. Because yeah, you don't want to get yourself confused. But you want to make sure you're led by the Holy Spirit and run it. Because, see, you have to run it. Begin to ask yourself questions. God, I don't understand why all of a sudden I know about Cain, Abel. They should have said Cain, Abel, and if they had some more, it should have been listed. But they didn't start to say it. Begin to ask yourself questions. Once you ask yourself questions, you'll be surprised where God will take you and, and, and let you travel through the Scripture. And the word is very, very exciting. Mr. Tom, I did get you a CD. Make sure you listen to it. Amen. Amen. Uh, well, the Lord is good. Amen. Okay. Uh, uh, we want to say um, next Sunday, we want to make sure next Sunday, not next Sunday, we want to make sure that we remember that the christening for um, uh, uh, baby Jonathan is Easter Sunday. We want to remember that. Uh, I think... Uh, uh, Sister Monson is going to be sending out a, te- a text. You follow? Okay, you follow. Okay. Okay. Get with Sister Monica. She was. Didn't. Uh, get with them, Sister Monica, and then that way you can let them know what you would like for them to do for uh, Easter Sunday. Uh, with the Christian, I think she wants to uh, have a little uh, dinner right after church services over the the building that we used before. Uh, uh, want to do that? We'll do the christening of the baby here because we want to make sure you do the christening in the house of God, and we'll go over and you know, we'll celebrate and we'll do some other things there. Amen. Uh, and then uh, come April, I think it's April. I don't know which Sunday yet. You know, we're gonna start doing fellowship dinner, so we're gonna make sure that you know uh, we're gonna be able to eat. Amen. So we want, I want to say thank, we're grateful, grateful and thankful to the Lord. Now we're thankful and grateful too for Miss Ayana. I want to get this out. Miss Ayana, she took uh, t- um, t- um, Trinity, Trinity uh, back and, uh, and uh, the little room back there and uh, uh, for the little people. And, and Minister Tom, we appreciate how you take taking the young men back there and, 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 and spoken with them. Amen. We don't want to lose our youth, you know. And we're thankful for those that are still in the womb. Amen. And that will soon be here. Amen. And so we're thankful and we're grateful for that. Now, on Wednesday night, you know, we behoove those that hasn't been coming to. Please, ma'am, please, sir, try to put it in your busy schedule to, to, to be here on Wednesday night. Um, Chair Deacon uh, is on the road. Praise be to God. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. He's finally on the road. Amen. And um, we are... Uh, Sister uh, Esther is going to bring them, within the first 20 minutes, she's going to bring about the budget. 
Now we're going to continue. We're going to put Sister S in the rotation, so that as, along with Minister Marcellette and Minister Tom and Deacon Hill when he's here, okay. And then we're going to put her in the rotation, but she's going to continue teaching about finances because that's very crucial. Amen. Because we don't want to lose our mind, lose from our mind. And then from that point, and as she finished that first 20 minutes, then we're going to deal with the Christ-centered marriage. We're going to deal with that from the scriptures. We're going to do those series. But we're just thankful and grateful to God that the Lord has, has, has blessed the body. Amen. And we're just thankful and we're grateful. And also, uh, if you get an opportunity to take a little look in the room, I have to say, Deacon Hill finally, he, he finished and put some shelves uh, um, in the room. So it made it a lot more neater, and it's not as junky and, you know, all that stuff, stuff, stuff. So, but anyway, we're thankful. So we want to give, give a shout-out to him for what he did. Amen. Uh, Jade, you did have your hand up. I can't hear you. Okay. Uh, his mom calls the next Sunday. Um, they won't be here. Um, they're supposed to be going down to Sister Annie's uh, mom's um Next weekend. So, um, uh, Brother James and Brother Sean and Minister Melvin, uh, we all know what they're doing in the media. Now, Dr. Manley, so we'll, we'll work it. Um, by the grace of God, we'll work it. We'll do, and, and I don't know how much I've learned about the other part, but we trust in God. Amen. Amen. We've always, always, I've always said that we've got to have backup. We've got to have backup. We've got to have more than one person. Knowing to do certain things in the church, you got to have always have a backup. I mean, that's even in your, just like when you come down to your money, you better have your backup somewhere. Because if things don't go right, you you got to pull from somewhere. If nothing there, you can't pull. Amen. So, uh, but it's gonna be all right. Amen. As long as we're here at ten o'clock, everything's gonna be fine. Everything it will be it will be fine. Everything will be working out. Amen. Okay. All right. Y'all, young men, y'all y'all will enjoy your. Uh, learn some things from your lesson today. A young lady, y'all learn some things. She says, both y'all. All right, now I want y'all to apply what y'all been taught, right? Oh, I see some faces. I see some faces. Now you're going to apply what you've been taught. Stand up, Emmanuel. They, they want to, y'all be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet. I think she said Emmanuel, Minister Tommy, uh, Emmanuel and uh, David. They're going to share. Don't cut up. <laughs> 